everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Gianno Caldwell. I want to welcome you to my brand new weekly podcast, Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell, where we speak the truth no matter where you are in the political aisle, and we are the sworn enemy of the PC culture. I'm very excited to welcome my first guest. He's a legendary NFL star. And he's lighting up the political stage and telling his truth every day. I want to welcome to the program Herschel Walker in a few minutes. But first, I'd like to share a little more about myself and what you can expect from the show in the weeks, the months, and hopefully the years to come. You may know me as a political analyst on the Fox News channel or the author of the best-selling book, Taken for Granted, How Conservatism Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed. Or maybe perhaps you just follow me on social media. But today, I am so, so excited to launch my new show, Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell, the sworn enemy of the PC culture. This very podcast you are listening to right now in this moment. More often than not, people who know my story ask, how did you, a guy from the city of Chicago who grew up on the south side of Chicago in a family that was extremely poor, with a mother who was addicted to drugs most of your childhood, become a conservative? I know it's a question that I still ask myself every day. Well, I take you to a story I wrote about in my book, Taken for Granted. One day on the south side of Chicago, I was having a conversation with the older African-American gentleman about politics. I had told him what everyone in my community had said about Republicans. It was the party of racists, people who didn't care about poor people, black people, Hispanics. Actually, What I was taught is Republicans didn't care about anyone unless they were a rich, old, white man. And as I began to speak with him about this, he pushed back on my rhetoric, something I actually did not expect from an older black gentleman on the south side of Chicago. But he did. He told me that at a time, all African-Americans were conservatives. He said that MLK was a conservative. And as he began to mention these things, I was beginning to be outraged because how dare you lie to me on the south side of Chicago? 
as you can tell, I come from the hood, but maybe I'm not really hood. And as we begin to have our conversation, I could tell that this older gentleman who seemingly knew more than me, maybe had a point that I didn't realize. I went home and I did something so simple. I opened up Google and I typed in difference between Democrats and Republicans. And there I saw the history of the Republican Party. 1854 started in opposition to the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which wanted to expand slavery. I saw that this gentleman was actually being honest. Congressmen, governors, mayors, some of the first elected African-American officials were all conservatives. I couldn't believe it. How could this be? I thought. How could I be a racist? Or in my community, they would call me an Uncle Tom for thinking about these concepts and breaking the mold of what was traditionally taught in the community that I grew up in. I began to see the ideology of conservatives and see myself in that same light. It didn't make sense to me. As I was reading these numerous websites, I honestly believed I was reading propaganda. And I'm sure some people are listening to this right now. You may be a Democrat. You may be on the left. And you may be saying, hey, it was propaganda. It's not true. Republicans are this, that, and the other. I want to tell you, you should listen to this podcast every week because I believe you'll learn something. Republicans aren't the party of racist. That narrative is so false and so played that I'm tired of hearing it. Republicans are the party of breaking free civil rights. Every civil right bill that was ever sponsored or in or passed was because of Republican support. And I'm very, very proud of that history. I'm emboldened in the fact that I know that being a part of a pro-faith party is for the good of all Americans, all people around the world. I'm emboldened in that fact. I will tell my story more as you continue to listen to this podcast. You also can learn more through my book, Taken for Granted. But the good news here is I will be unabashed when I speak my thoughts. You can count on consistency from me. I welcome listeners of every political affiliation, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Libertarians, I think this is a conversation where everywhere, everyone is welcome. Absolutely everyone is welcome in this dialogue. I welcome listeners who believe things that we've never heard before. But more importantly, those who recognize that PC culture hasn't made us better as a country, but has endangered the freedoms and liberties the Constitution long guaranteed. Please join me on this journey every Monday for new episodes. And I can promise you this. You will never be disappointed. And now I'm so excited to welcome my very first guest on Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell. The legendary, the one, the only man who we love, respect, and in a lot of cases, consider him a hero. Herschel Walker, everyone. I'm talking about the one and only legendary football player, Herschel Walker. Some of you may remember Herschel as one of the greatest college football players ever, winning the Heisman Trophy in his junior year and leading the University of Georgia to a national championship. He then went on to a long career in the NFL before getting involved in mixed martial arts and a whole array of other pursuits that we'll get into. These days, he's a prominent supporter of President Trump and took over the internet last month when he delivered a remarkable speech at this year's Republican National Convention. He once terrorized the fences. Now he's terrorizing those on the left who are trying to divide us with identity politics. Herschel, thank you so, so much for coming on. I truly appreciate your time. Hey, thank you for having me on. It's an honor. I've been keeping up with you and uh, you're doing a great job yourself. So 
I got to give you a hand as well for all the things you're doing for this country. Man, that, that really touches my heart. And I'm so thankful to hear that from you because you're one of my personal heroes. And you have such an amazing story that I think everyone really needs to hear. Would you mind telling us about your childhood and how you grew up? Well, it's a little bit interesting because everyone, you know, they look at the, uh, I always say they look at the glory, but they don't look at my whole story. And what I mean by that is I didn't grow up in sports. And, you know, everyone just assumed because I'm a football player that I got a lot of escalades or awards and footballs and through athletics that that's all I ever done. Well, the truth is I never watched sports. The only sports I ever watched was uh, like WWF uh, wrestling and mm. stuff. And, and I knew a lot about that, but I didn't know about sports. And most sports that I've learned has come from books. I grew up a little bit overweight where people said my mom said I was big bone. And, uh, I, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I, uh, I, was, I had a stuttering problem. I used to stutter real bad. And I had kids that picked on me. They used to beat me up. And, and uh, at a point in my life, enough was enough. Uh, you know, I started working yes. out. I started changing everything in my life and so much change in my life. But, uh, you know, the way I was brought up didn't change. And what I mean by that is I was brought up in the church. My mom is a okay. minister. Amen. And uh, so I have three sisters as ministers. I have two brother-in-laws as a minister. So I was brought up in the church. And I do remember as the kids were picking on me one day, I hid my one pair of Sunday shoes to go to church. And my nickname is Bo. I told my mom I couldn't go to church because I couldn't find my shoes. And she turned to me and she said, Jesus, I don't care how you look. And that really changed my life because, you know, all my life, people are worried about how I look, being overweight, how I sound. They know someone that didn't care how I look, how I sound. I decided, you know, I want to follow this dude here because this dude here got it going on. So that's how my life sort of changed. And, and that's why I've been blessed through athletics. But also I've been blessed to try to be honest as well, be honest in telling the truth and, that's why when you talk about talking at the convention, I, I tell people, you know, it's, it's hard that people don't want to know the truth. You know, I'm not here. And one thing that's unique is, you know, I didn't come here to lie to anyone. I came here to tell you the truth. You can like it or not like it. You know, it, it's not going to change how I feel and what I think. Yeah, that's so powerful. And you really remind me, your story resonates with me because it reminds me of myself. You, hey, you were one of seven, I'm one of nine. I grew up in a very religious household, and I like to say we had relationship with the father, not necessarily yes. be religious, but it's so powerful how a faith journey can take you to a massive success. Like I'm talking to you right now in your lovely home and your lovely wife set everything up. I'm just so intrigued by how that faith walk that you talk about so powerfully, how that was conducive to bringing you into where you are right now today. Well, you know, one of the things I say is I said God has given us all a path, but in giving us that path doesn't mean it's just for us. We got to reach right and help other people. Well, you know, I came from a small town in South Georgia, and but I still got to go back and help other people. Well, what was so unique in this path here was was strange is uh, some of those people may not know Jesus. Some of those people have a lot of mm -hmm. influence. And maybe God put me here to influence them. I don't know. Maybe put me here to be a person to show uh, what God has done. And, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. That's why I said, I don't care who is against me right now. I'm not going to change how I feel and what I think. And, and, you know, you can try all you want. Got nothing to do with money. You know, I'm not paid to do anything. I never. And this was interesting about Herschel Walker. And anyone that ever played with me, anyone that's ever competed with me, anyone that know me and competed against me, know I've never done anything for money. 
I never renegotiated a contract. I mean, I said I'm going to sign for this. That's what I played for. I never went out and, and said I was worth more than this guy here. What I asked for, that's what I wanted. That's what they gave me. I never complained about it. I've been blessed, but i also been blessed to do the right thing. So that's why when I saw the chaos that was started in this country, I said, no, enough of this. Herschel Walker not going to stand for this. I cannot stand to see what has happened and then turn my backs on people that are suffering. You know, I have a voice yes. and my voice may resonate over some people, but at the same time, I want to tell the young kids, because God's to bring the kids on to me. Well, I want to tell the young kids, mm -hmm. you know, don't worry. It's going to be okay. You know, you, you, you don't have no one out there telling the kids that all you hear, hear them out there telling the kids how chaotic it is. I want them to worry. It's going to be okay. You know, we can we can get this done. You got to have a calm before the storm because there's a storm that's happening right now and we cannot have chaos going on in this country right now. I don't like it. I don't think anyone else like it. Probably 90% of the country don't like it. And that's what's so important. Something you said really resonated with me and it was about the integrity in which you have and what has kind of led your career. And when I, I think about that and, and as you talk about young people today, young folks, more often than not, especially when I'm having this conversation, I wrote a book called Taken for Granted, uh, how conservatism can yes. win back to Americans that liberalism failed. And in this book, I talk about how people would try to make me out to be exceptional. They say, you're exceptional, you're successful because you were one of the few that were chosen and picked out of a group. And I'm like, we're all exceptional. We can all be successful. But there's so many people that tell us, especially in society today, you can't be successful the system doesn't work. You got to tear down the system and build a new one. And from what I'm hearing you say, no, that's not true. You can be successful. You can win. And there's a path that God will create for you. And that's exactly right. And that's why they call it faith. You ever want to talk about the Amen. system, like somebody's supposed to give you something. And let me tell you, all thing you're supposed to have is the deliverance of Jesus Christ. Who in the world said that they're supposed to give you something? Once you get that deliverance of Jesus Christ, you're not looking at what someone is supposed to give you. And something that I've gotten upset about, I hear so many of these ministers today talking about, this was so funny, talking about we're in slavery, slavery is still going. And I'm like, guys, God has already delivered you out of slavery. Why are you taking yourself back? Amen. going back there. Yeah. And I say, I get upset because I said, guys, I am totally confused because any minister or bishop or anyone of God that is out teaching and not teaching about togetherness, not teaching about forgiveness, because it says that how can you ask your heavenly father to forgive you if you can't forgive your fellow man? So why are we thinking about the right. past? Most of the young people out there today is talking about something they have no idea about. And you know, you said it early on, people say you're one of these exceptions. And I'm like, guys, no, I know about slavery. Guys, I've been around the claim. A matter of fact, Herschel Walker went to a behavior health hospital. I went to a behavior health hospital after playing football because I had a problem that I don't know where it stemmed from. I had no clue where this problem stemmed from. First of all, I never tasted beer. I never had alcohol in my system. I never had a drug in my system. I don't even take medicine. But when I was getting out of football, I had an anger problem that I didn't know where it stemmed from. So I went to a hospital to see what was going on with me. Where it stemmed from is being bullied as a little kid that I kept all that anger inside and I used that as a coping mechanism to overcome. Well, don't say that Herschel is one of those exceptions. What it was, a Herschel got down on his bootstraps and pulled him up and quit complaining about what someone else is doing and start putting myself up. But at the same time, I'm supposed to help other people as well. So when people start saying that, you know, you're one of them, no, no, I'm not. We are one of them. Instead of looking down, let's start looking up. You know, everybody want to look Amen. down and say what they don't have. Why don't you ask what you do have? And we start from there. Because the kids that's out there riding today, 
has no clue of what's going on, what, what the past was. And that's the reason I speak law and order. People hate when I talk about law and order. And the reason I say that, and, and don't get upset with me, I grew up in the South. <laughs> I saw I yes, saw sir. police officers that they were hired by their uncle. So that means they never went to a police academy. I saw them beat African-American. You know, I saw them beat them as I was a little boy. So what I did is I said, I'm going to educate myself to become a policeman. So I don't want that to happen no more. I'm going to change things. That's what people got to realize. Quit worrying about what someone else got to do. Worry about what you're going to do. So I wanted to change things. So I majored in criminal justice. I spent time at the FBI Academy. I went to the police academy. I learned all those things. Now, then I later learned all policemen are not bad. There are some that are bad. All of them are not bad. You know, probably 99% of them are good people. But there may be a few that's bad, but you know what's so funny? You can train them the same as you can train the people to realize, you know what? You know, you got to quit looking down and look up. You know, it's the same thing. That's the way this world is. You have you have good and you have bad. You have the positive and you have the negative. But that, but you have to work together yeah. to make it come together. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I agree with you on that. And a point that you made earlier, which I grew up extremely poor on the south side of Chicago. Lights, gas, and water off at the same time. Mom addicted to crack cocaine. Now, people often say, because you said I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, people say things like, well, what if you don't have any boots? What is your retort to that? Well, you know, it's so funny. You may not have boots, but you have feet. And if you don't have feet, you have a knob. <laughs> you may not have a knob. You have something that because you have life. And if God has given you life, you got my Lord Jesus Christ. That man is so powerful. You can do some amazing things. He brought Amen. this little black African-American kid out of South Georgia into a world that is bigger than I ever known in my whole life. You know, I was on a radio show with Daryl Johnson. Daryl Johnson played for the Cowboys. You know, he's a, he's a white guy, full bite, incredible full bite. So Daryl and I are on a radio show together. And all of a sudden, the guy asked me and Daryl, how do we feel about the Washington Redskins changing their name? And I said, now, why are you asking a black guy and a white guy if the Washington Redskins should change their name? Why don't you ask a Native American? Because the problem we have, we have these young kids talking about slavery when they weren't even in slavery. I said, why don't you go ask an 80, 90-year-old citizen that was around during those times? So I went to talk to my mom who's in her 80s. And what was so interesting, my mom is a minister. My mom said, uh, you know, Bo, my nickname is Bo. She said, you know, Bo, have they ever thought about paying the white soldiers that died in the Civil War to free you? to free the slaves? Have they thought about paying them to talk about reparation? Have they thought about paying for the ancestors of those white soldiers that died to free the slaves. See, they don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And then she said, and where will the money go? You know, if you talk about reparation, where is the money going to go? She said, you know, times are tough, but times are getting better. But she said that there is a, a system, like they want to talk about this system. There is a system mm -hmm. in place that if you do the right thing, you can change this system. But, and I'm going to talk about athletes. Well, they are protesting but not one time had they asked for what is the solution during the protest. Herschel, Herschel, I have a question that everyone wants to know, but we'll get to it right after this break. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. So we're back and we got the great Herschel Walker here, somebody who's been schooling so many of us on what the values of just traditional values, which I call conservative values, have done for you, for your family, which got you to where you are today, which I think is such an inspiring story. What is, what is it like? What are you seeing with the political landscape today in 2020? Let me first say this. You know, people got upset when I spoke at the convention. And I said, uh, I didn't just get in politics because I wanted to be a politician. I didn't just, just say, oh, man, I want to be in politics. Or This is what's so interesting, too. Donald Trump didn't just call Herschel Walker and say, Herschel, I want you to speak for me because you're my black friend. You know, I've been talking with President Trump for 37 years. Even when he was president, mm-hmm. he and I used to talk. Not one time has he ever asked Herschel Walker to speak for him. But when I started seeing all those lies being told about him, when I started seeing all that stuff being said that I knew that wasn't true, I knew it, but yet this man never asked his black friend to speak for him. I said, I wanted to speak. I don't even think he knew I was going to even do that. And I said, I want to speak. I want to tell the people what I know about this man. This man cares about his family. A matter of fact, in 1985, I remember Donald Trump and myself and a reporter from the New York Times walking down the street and I said to this reporter, I said, this man could be president of the United States of America in 1985. Wow. And the reason I said that is because he loved the United States of America. And I said, who should love the United States of America more than your president of the United States of America? 
And I said, so I'm confused why people think I'm going to now be something different. I'm going to tell you the truth. You don't have to like it, but that's going to be the truth. And then they brought me into politics. And I said, when you bring Herschel Walker into anything, you better be ready because what I'm going to do now is educate myself. So I started to educate myself, but I was educating myself before I came into politics because one of the things I did is I started reading about the Democratic Party. I started reading about yes, the Democratic sir. Party and I go, whoa, what are they doing for any black person? <laughs> Not to be mean, I'm like, they kept me in slavery. They wanted to keep me there. But they, what are they doing? I said, I'm going to be delivered out of slavery by Jesus Christ. What are they doing for anyone? So I started I'm looking already and I started, delivered. yeah, I'm already out of it. So it's like, so yes, they're trying to put me back. So as I started educating mm -hmm. myself, and so looking at the different policies and so looking at the different things, and I said, wow, Herschel, what did you, not that my eyes are open, but I said, you know, all my life, because I was black, and I'm going to be honest, all my life because I was black, I thought I was Democratic. I, I did. I thought, uh -huh. I was, no, no one ever told me. I just grew up because I, I heard people talk about it, you know, in the neighborhood. You know, in my neighborhood, I'm in the country. So the next house next to me about five miles away. It ain't like I can go next door and ring the doorbell. So I just heard that we were Democrat. So, you know, you always thought that. So I didn't know any better. Well, when I started educating myself, I said, like, wait a minute. Why don't I learn who's best for the job? Who is going to benefit what I believe in? So as I was learning this, I said, wow, this part over here seemed to be the one that on the same track is what I believe in and what I think this country should be. It wasn't just about Herschel Walker because it's not about me as an individual. It's about this country. Because when you have yes, kids, it ain't about you anymore. It's about your child. Because my father was an African-American man. My mom is an African-American woman. My father educated his son to make the next step into making this country better. Because my father didn't have the great things Herschel Walker had. He worked his tail off yes. to put me in a position that now I can help my son to have something better than me. Well, if I vote Democrat, I can tell you what, he's not. This is the truth. I've seen this now. I'm in Washington. I've seen yes. what they believe in. I've seen what they do. You see the chaos going on today. They don't even talk about it. One of the worst things that happened to me, the reason I jumped up out of my seat and I got angry is when I saw a BLM sign held up by a young kid and he's burning a holy Bible, burning his flag, and burning a cross. And I said, no, 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 no. That's not the country that I grew up in. That's not the country I want to be in. That's not the country I want my son to grow up in. That's not the country I'm going to fight for. So I, they got to go. So I started looking up all this BLM stuff. And I was totally shocked when I started looking at that. And they said, guys, you want to get Herschel Walker in politics? That's your fault. It's not my fault because I started educating myself. But educating myself, I started studying BLM. And then I started getting upset because I see all these companies giving all this money to this company that want to destroy the African-American family. But yet they haven't been held accountable. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're more racist by giving money to someone without knowing who they're giving the money to. But it's sort of like... You know, you, you know what I'm talking about. You go to church, you go out on Friday night and you party like a wild, party like in 1999. And then all of a sudden... I've done it many times. Yeah. Many times. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> on Sundays, you go to church and you pay your tithes. And on Monday, you go out and do I've the same thing. You, yeah, you think that because you're paying your tithes that all that is forgiven without being held accountable. That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you think that there's a true distinction between 
a group that's a clear organization that founders have been trained in Marxism. We understand that they're against the nuclear family, all the things that as conservatives we would naturally oppose, not because of the politics of it per se, it's more the, the ideology of we're pro-family, we're pro-business, we're pro all these good things. And a lot of the things that they stand for, clearly if you're saying it's okay to loot and riot and it's reparations, that's a problem. But then there's a group of folks that are young who are saying we're against police brutality and racism. Do you see the, the clear distinction between the two? To be honest, I'm telling you, no, I don't. And let me tell you the reason why. BLM, the organization, don't have an office that I know of. I've never seen them give a cent to colleges. I've never seen them give a dime to build a school. I've never seen them give a cent to light businesses. I've never seen them give any money, unless they have and they haven't shown it to Herschel Walker, and, and that's my fault. BLM, Black Lives Matter. Well, to be honest with you, remember early on, I said if any pastor or bishop or any man of God is preaching separation, which is Black Lives Matter, I can't go for that because in God's eyes, all lives matter. And what I mean by that is yeah, why are we separating people today? And one thing that's weird is why do I have to be a colored man rather than a man? Why do I have to be in an Afro-American rather than just an American. So why are we not saying this American? And you know, I go back to, I was in a talk with a couple of players. You know, athletes call me today sometime. Some of them do still like me. So I was talking <laughs> to one the other day. He said, uh, Herschel, uh, the president, what has he done for African-American? As I started running that down for him, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I stopped running it down. I said. Why are we worried about what the president has done for blacks? He didn't just do that for blacks to get no votes. He did it because it was the right thing to do, because it wasn't done by no one else. Remember, when he did this, it wasn't about no election. He did it because it was the right thing to do for African-Americans. And it just so happened that no one else in the past had did it. Yeah, let me ask you this question, because a lot of folks have said that President Trump is a racist. Clearly, you've gone out to the RNC and said that that's not true, You based on your personal relationship. but. The question is, do you think that people should be offended by some of the things he said? Like when he said, excuse my language, shithole countries or any of these other things, like people get offended by what he says. And I'm against PC culture all day. This show is a sworn enemy of the politically correct culture where you can't just speak your mind and say things. And you know him to be, from your personal view, not a racist. Clearly, he wasn't before he ran for president. Jesse Jackson gave him an award. But do you think that there's some things that he said that people can rightfully be offended and say, you know what, that was racist or that was wrong? All right, let me tell you what's so funny. This man is so far from being a racist than anyone. And I and remember, I know racism. Just by listening to some of the guys today, if they don't like this president, they don't like this president. So everything he does is wrong. He on, on The Apprentice, he said this here. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, what is this man doing for this country? One of the most strongest thing I've seen is this guy just signed a peace treaty with something that hasn't been done. And you know what he said? Obama did some peace treaties. I said, he did? This guy is the, the greatest guy to be president for the United States for right now. You know, maybe four years after this, he may not be. I don't know. Someone may come up that may be better. But for right now, for the next four years, Donald Trump is the man that needs to be president. I heard Senator Harris call Biden a racist. I heard her in a debate say he wasn't prepared and fit to be president of the United States. So why is she now promoting right. him to be president of the United States of America? You know, I also heard because everyone in a debate, 
everyone in the debate almost said he wasn't fit to be president of the United States, but now they're supporting him. The most powerful man in the country, you're supporting a guy that I heard you early on said he wasn't yeah. ready or prepared. And after 47 years, he's shown what he is. Well, I want to get your thoughts on mental health right after this break. We're with the one and only, the legendary Herschel Walker. Please stick with us. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green. Ashley McBride. Brothers Osborne. Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. So as as we get back into this, after you retired from football, you you told us that uh, you had some, some anger issues. And we know that was disassociative identity disorder, also known as multiple personality disorder. And I know you wrote a whole book on it and you put it on the cover. And it's something I think that you discuss in a way to help a lot of people. And that's just to say, because you hit this legendary status, that doesn't mean that you're the perfect person. We all have our own challenges and we deal with things in in different ways. Even me, just working for Fox News as a political analyst, people seem to see a glow when you get on television and it's like, oh my God, you can do brain surgery. It's not true. We all have our own issues that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. We're just looking to work through them and be better individuals and better representations of ourselves. You care to elaborate on that a little bit? No, I do. And I, I tell people, we all mentally crazy. I hate to tell you, we're all mentally crazy. <laughs> well, what happened to Herschel Walker is as a little kid, I was bullied. I, I think I mentioned that. I was bullied. I was beat up. You know, yes, for, you four, for four years of my life, I never went out for a recess. For four years of my life, I never spoke in a classroom. I was scared to death. I was scared of my shadow, even though but like I said, I didn't say anything to my family. And I used to get beat up. So uh, when my life changed and I started working out, you know, I became valedictorian in my class. I overcame so much, but I never dealt with all that pain and anger. Well, I use athletics as my coping mechanism. Michael Jordan said something. He said, when I'm in my zone, 
He said, I'm Superman. He said, I can do some amazing mm -hmm. things. I can jump higher. I can run faster. He said, I can do some amazing things. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. On the basketball court, on the baseball diamond, on the football field, being in that zone is okay. But if you bring that zone from that field into your house or on the streets, you would scare people to death. They can't understand. Well, I couldn't separate. That zone was all the time. I was always up here. And it's sort of like going to our military service men and women. That's why I think they're the greatest people in the world, because they are the true heroes. Our first responder, our police officers, they're true heroes. Because they have to go into an area where they have to be up here all the time. And then they have to come home where they got their kid and their wife, and now they got to bring it back down. You know how difficult that is? And when you're dealing with different things, that's what I was dealing with. And I said, so I went to this, this hospital, and they helped me to understand what was going on. They said, Hershey, it's okay. Yeah. And I said, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to overcome because I know I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I know that when you have that faith, you're going to be okay. That's what's so strange. Some yes, people sir. become ashamed. You know, something happened with Dyke Prescott uh, before the first game. Skip Bayless uh, made a statement that Dyke said he, was, he went down in depression. And Skip Bayless said, you know, being a leader of the Dallas Cowboys, you should never tell no one that you're depressed. And I said, yeah, Skip Bayless, you're so far wrong because being a leader is someone that admit that, you know what, I got a problem, but I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to work to be better. So Dyke became a more of a leader by admitting, you know what, I got a problem, but I'm going to be better. You know, you can't hide it. Yeah. That's the problem most people have. They try to hide that problem and deal with it themselves. But you got to turn it over to God. Yeah. I, you know, Herschel Walker cries. This, hey, can you believe Herschel Walker cries? I cry when I Man, hear about I a kid. I believe it. We all. I, yeah, I do. When a kid him. dies, when a kid dies in his bed, of a straight bullet, of people on the street, and yet nobody want to talk about it. Nobody want to talk about police wow. officers. Just what happened in in California not long ago. These police officers get fired upon, and people are out there protesting. And I'm like, what? Where is this world coming to? You know, it's sort of like, yes. what is going on in this country? That And then in Washington, we have leaders in Washington that won't just come out and say, this got to stop. You know, this got to stop. You know, not just wait just to get a vote that says it's got to stop, but saying it's got to stop because it needs to stop. America, you remember 9-11? 9-11, 12 is America. When we come together, we come we together. United. We're going to come. And I, it and didn't I matter your people, color. Your it don't matter who you are. Not one look at the other and think that he got something more than me, he got something better than me, but we work together to have equality, to make each other feel better, but not take, not be through violence, not think that he got more and this and that and say words that's going to hurt you and say things because you know what? Kids are looking at us. Kids yes, are nervous. Sir. My thing is I listen to my fellow athletes talk about Black Lives Matter. And I know that there are some that are sitting on that team that don't believe in what management has put on them today. But yet they got to go alone to get along. Because I ask myself, when you have, if you're a white guy and all they're seeing is Black Lives Matter, and now you got to go home and you have your six, seven-year-old little kid, and you got to explain to him what this BLM mean out on the field. And you're saying Black Lives Matter. And you're trying to let him know that his little friend, Johnny, old down the street, the little African-American kid, Lives Matter. And he's trying to understand this thing. Wait, 
my life matter as well, Dad. You know, so that's why I said, you know what, we shouldn't have put politics in sports to begin with, but because it's there, why don't we educate ourselves on what we're doing? Yes. Let me ask you this question on something you just said here. You said that you believe that the management puts things on the players that they may not believe. Are you saying that the maybe the ownership or the management of the team is forcing people to no, 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 uh, not take forcing. a stand on Black Lives Matter? No, not forcing. Okay. When the commissioner, remember a couple of years ago, he didn't want to have nothing to do with it. And he apologized to Kavanaugh when he was right. Because my problem was you don't protest in a uniform, uh, in my uniform, on your job. You don't protest. You can do it outside of that. But he decided now they're going to let him do it inside of the football. So now Black Lives Matter becomes such a big issue. How many players on that team may not believe in Black Lives Matter? But yet, because of pressure, they're not going to stand up. Because remember what happened to Drew Brees? These players are not going to stand up because why? You stand up today, you live labeled as a racist. So now they got to go alone to get along. What would you have done? Uh, I would have stood for my beliefs. That's what I believe in. You know, this mm. is a Marxist situation here. I saw Biden when they visited Wisconsin and they went to Jacob Blake. I saw Senator Harris went to Jacob Blake. And I said, why are they not going to see the person that called a 911? <laughs> Why didn't they go see her? Because the police were just driving down the street and all of a sudden they go, oh, wow, that was Jacob Blake, a black guy. Let me go over that. That was a reason they showed up at that place. Why did they visit that young lady? Why did they visit the police? They didn't do that because they wanted to keep this chaos going on. They want to keep this anger going on because if they visit everyone, they're, they're trying to calm the situation. Listen to Biden. One day he said, and I remember this, that Yo, if I don't get elected, this chaos keep going on. And I said, guys, this was so interesting. Not to be mean, and please forgive me for this. Biden says things that we give him a pass for. Like he says things that people don't ever question him on because he never can get questioned by a real reporter. But right. no one ever questioned him <laughs> he doesn't take on that anything. Questions. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did he not just say what I thought he said? Do you think former Vice President Biden can talk the talk, Carla B. talk to her people. He can't talk that talk. To be a matter of fact, he wasn't even answering that question that she was asking. He was answering something that he might have written down somewhere. He wasn't even answering that question. He was just answering what he wanted to say. But she got a following that he can never reach. So sometimes I say to all the people that supported President Trump, Get out in the streets and talk to your friends to talk. You know how to talk because President Trump may not be able to talk that talk. And people don't understand him because he can't talk the way Herschel Walker talked in Wrightsville, Georgia. And, and let me just for clarification yes. for those who are listening, you're, you're referring to Cardi B interviewing Joe Biden, which was an interview recently. And Candace Owings, she came out against Cardi B and she called her illiterate and she said that she was dumb and it became a, a big firestorm. Yeah, it became a big so firestorm. If I'm, and if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that for conservatives especially, and I think this is so interesting and a point that we all need to take home, especially those who are African-American conservatives, we need to get out and talk to our friends, people who understand us, they understand the dialect. They can pull something from the conversation because I, I believe in the Bible like you do, with love and kindness have I drawn these. If we're going and approaching individuals 
and love and saying, hey, let me tell you about the party. Let me tell you about the, the accomplishments of the conservative movement. We can bring in more people into the fold. And I think that's a very, very salient point you just made. And I thank you for that point. What's next for Herschel Walker? You're just such a, a interesting figure. You're legendary. You're riveting. Everyone loves you. And, and of course, the president loves you as well. What's next for you? Are you joining this cabinet? Are you going to run for office? Are you hiring me? What are we doing? Uh, well, well I, you know, I, I, if I hire you, you may cost too much. You know, I, I got to watch my budget. Hey, I'm expensive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not sure what's next for me. I, I'm going to continue to preach, uh, you know, that I think this need to be president of the United States. I'm not going to run for office. I told people I'm not going to run for office, but I'm going to continue to tell the truth. I'm going to talk about Americans. And I said, guys, this is the greatest country in the world. Even today, it is. during this pandemic, we're still the greatest country in the world. And people got to realize that. So if we can say that like that, that during this pandemic, we're still the greatest country in the world. Is I think you got so many old people in Washington that they're, got, they're not going to change their ways. And I think we got to get rid of some of those old people. And I said something and people got upset with me about this. I said, you know. AOC uh, is someone that she says things I totally disagree with. I totally disagree with what she says. But I said, what's great about it is she's somebody new. She goes to Washington, she's somebody new, says things that you're like, whoa. But then if you don't like her, what's great about America, let's vote her out the next go round. And I said, I think we need a lot of new people by it because we got so many grandfathers and grandmoms there in Washington that, you know, they're not going to change their ways. They've been like this for years. This country has been like this for years. People want to say this is a Trump America, and they're fooling the American people. No, this country been like this for a long time. This ain't Trump America. This is your America because they've been here a lot longer. They've been in office a lot longer than Trump has. He only been here for three and a half, what, three and three quarters of, <laughs> of years. So yeah. I wish they'd give him four more years so he can show the things he can do because you look at the things he has done, not just for African America, but for America. That's what next for Herschel Walker is just try to get the truth out. And, and just continue to do that, continue to run my companies. I've been blessed that I've uh, built a couple of companies up. And you know, I, I want to give another shout out to our military. You know, I, I have a program called Patriot Support where I treat soldiers and we work on soldiers on the mental health side, on the behavior health side and yeah. for alcohol, drugs and, and our first responders. And, and I just and give a shout out to our first responders. I, I think they are true heroes as well. And and you know, and that's 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 all I am. I'm just like I say, I'm I'm just this old country boy that don't know nothing. I'm just out doing my thing. An uh, old country boy that done good. I want to thank you so so much for coming on and speaking with me. Your inspirations to so many people and the gravitas in which you have, and not just football, but now in politics, is something that I think is is gonna uh, really inspire even more people as they begin to know who you are. The people knew who you were already. You're legendary, of course, but as people rediscover you and see more of you, I hope you will give politics a chance in the, in terms of running. You need to run. Senate no, you're running. Listen, if you run, I listen, get I'm running, I'm running away. <laughs> I'm yeah, running. you run, I get I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to where you are, where I have the successful family, loving family. I'm looking for looking for a wife. So that, that's what well, I'm doing. But I want to thank well, you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Legendary Herschel Walker. Thank you to our audience for listening to Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell. I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. Please support them so they can bring the show to you for free. Please tell your friends about the show and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so that other people can learn about the show, see what we're about. I want to thank my very, very talented team to my producer, Stephen Calabria. 
and our researcher Aaron Klingman. And of course, our very lovely executive producer, Debbie Myers, and the one and only speaker, Newt Gingrich, all a part of the Gingrich 360 Network. How loud with Gianno Caldwell, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.